Disclaimer, I am not a financial advisor. I am just providing my opinion as it relates to the master of none. This is my own opinion. I am not providing any financial advice within this podcast. I am just giving an overview. Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen and enjoy the show. I was not going to tackle this topic. I was like, I'll just let this go. Uh, There's no reason for me to talk about it. I'll just cover some other random conspiracy theory. And a super fan, I mind you, reached out and said, Zach, could you please cover the SVB? I'm dying to hear your take. And I was like, yes, my fan, I can. So this is my attempt at giving an overview, analysis, and potential why to the SVB situation let's get into it silicon valley bank i'm sure you guys are familiar for what's happening on last friday and today i will give you a quick overview of it just talking points that kind of helps you better understand it get the context of it and provide information so Silicon Valley Bank is a bank that's been within Santa Cruz or Santa Clara, California for the last 40 years. They have been part of a lot of really big deals as it relates to tech, the big tech boom. Um, you have a lot of lot of investments like that happening with them. It was also considered to be the 16th wealthiest bank in the nation. Um, if we look at the FDIC criteria, there's about 4,000 banks. The number one, um, the number one bank being J.P. Morgan Chase. So it's just to give you an idea of where the bank sat in the market. And the majority of their clients were big tech, Silicon Valley investors. It was an independent bank, not federal. Um, so it only really focused on investments from Silicon Valley startups. So these startups put a lot of their money into the bank because it just was considered to be normal. You had venture capitalist firms or VC funds. VC firms that hold seed money for startups, things like that. And within the bank, what it was doing was holding a lot of payroll. So the bank actually ended up going bankrupt on Friday, um, Friday afternoon. The government actually had to step in in management through the FDIC because it was an FDIC bank. Normally what they do is they will pay back all the clients um, who have $250,000 within the bank that's the highest they go. Anyone else, they don't pay back. But apparently there's about 90% of the clients at this bank are over 250000 because it is startup funds. So to best understand this, it's really important to understand what happened. They went bankrupt as a result of not having enough liquidity, enough money in their bank. So they had a lot of investment. So how banks work essentially is you give them money, they hold your money, but sometimes or most of the time they'll go out and invest in different bonds, stocks, or things like that in order to bring more money to the bank. And a weird way you can think about it is you give somebody money, you're going to give money to the bank, but the bank's going to go out and potentially gamble with it. But very safe safe bets, we can say. Um, And normally what happens is a bank only has to keep 10% of what it actually has. So if it has $100 million, it only has to keep 10% of that. 
meaning you can leverage all of that and invest it how they want. Now, this bank was 16th in the nation. They didn't get that way, mostly from startup money, but they, they did have a, you know, they were really focused on investing and their clients really weren't diversified. So as a result of it last Wednesday, there was kind of an issue with the fact that you had the treasury bonds drop. So originally about four years ago or a couple of years ago is actually, let's just put it out, the pandemic, pandemic happened. And as a result of it, there was a big startup boom. So a lot of startups were being created. A lot of money was in the startup market and a lot of money actually went to this bank. So as a result of going to this bank, what they did is they invested in treasury bonds um, at a low rate of return. So about 1.3% was the rate of return. And essentially nobody else was offering that. People were offering 0%. So fast forward to about now and what you happen around October is the Fed hikes everything as a result of or saying there's inflation and it draws the percentages higher at around 5%. So if you were to invest in these bonds now, you get more of a return. Well, this is kind of what happened to the bank situation is the majority, they were, their bank investments, their bonds weren't really well diversified. So you can kind of think about it as a lot of eggs in the same basket. They didn't diversify the markets. So as a result of it, they needed to get, they needed liquidity because a lot of people were needing payroll and there was rumblings about potentially this happening and the term run on the bank was something that could happen. You know, run on the bank is what happened in the 1930s and 2008 where everyone went to go to the bank to get money. There was no money because a lot of it was all leveraged out in investment. So the money's actually invested. It's not like there's no money there, but they're not liquid. So the timing was really off on it. And last Friday, they went through this whole process of selling those bonds that they had with roughly a billion dollars at 1.3%. They're going to take that liquidity and use that money for payroll. Well, it didn't work out. The timing was off, which seems super crazy because... It's just, it makes no sense to me. But long story short, what you had is you had a lot of startups wanting their money because they were scared. They were trying to make payroll and they could have made payroll if they waited. But as a result of not doing it and kind of the timing of these bonds, bank went under. So the question is, why? Why did it happen? Well, there's a lot of different thoughts and theories about it. Um, and I can give you kind of some narratives that are rumbling and some of them, I'm just going to give you what I've been reading. So... A potential thing that's coming out is talking about how the company was woke. And this is a whole thing that I'm not, I don't buy this theory in my personal opinion, but it could be spun up from alternate narrative. So this is a headline from the Daily Mail saying, Go woke, go broke, SVV hires, board assessed with diversity, invested $5 billion for Health Planet and Health month-long pride celebration and no-risk chief officer the last eight months when you read that i'm like oh my gosh like they're trying to use the woke narrative for almost anything and it's, it's just you can't look at this situation and say oh they're woke and that's why now one thing that is really true about it is they did not have a risk officer manager in there since april of 2022 and the the current risk manager was actually located in the uk and she did have some different views and they did have this month-long Pride celebration, but I don't see that, you know, I don't, that has nothing to do with the fact that the bank went under. And then you look at the CEO, Gary Oson, um, and Gary has worked with the bank since 1993, and he's really come up through the ranks and he was CEO. So the guy's seen everything. So what happened here? Well, a lot of people are saying it's the perfect storm. And another narrative that's kind of 
coming in is they're talking about also talking about what happened within the Trump administration related to Dot and Frank. I don't know if you remember this policy, but this policy was implemented by the Obama administration as a result of the collapse of 2008. And really what it did is create a little bit more oversight in terms of federal credit ratings, who is doing what and investing in what, and it really cut down on the risk. So it's really hard sometimes to build an economy if you don't have risk. You need the risk to take certain investments up and this was repealed under the Trump administration and a lot of people are saying that this could be the culprit for it going all the way back to then but um what else so you have those kind of two narratives coming out from both political parties a little bit and it's not like I wouldn't say Dot and Frank on necessarily on the liberal and full conservative but that's just kind of the superficial ones I think up front here's what I think really really happened you had a situation where you have a market like the startup market where there's just so much money flowing, right? Billions and billions of dollars. There's like a nonstop spigot of it. And you had the situation happen as a result of COVID. So because of the pandemic, people thought the economy was going to collapse, but the startup market did not collapse. It actually made more money. It made a lot of money and the government also put a lot of money into it. So if we think about that, that point, whenever the government started flooding and putting more money into the account than it ever has been, a situation where a lot of that money went is, is into startups. So SVB would have gotten the money and they would have had a spigot of it. So potentially what happened here, in my opinion, is an aspect of careless spending. They were spending and spending and spending, and they really didn't have those aspects and things put in place. Mind you, they didn't have a risk manager for almost a year. So a risk manager is going to look at some of these investments and determine what's going on. So as a result of that, too, you had this situation within a slowdown. So there's a there's a concept within an economy known as the invisible hand created by Adam Smith. So when Adam Smith created this concept a long, long, long time ago, it's kind of an example of how business owners seek to only make themselves better off by selling items of high quality at a lower price than its competitors. So it's kind of like that. But there's other aspects of the invisible hand that it's always going to correct the market somehow that there's always going to if it's a free market environment it's going to be correct corrected and in my opinion this is a, a little bit of a market correction because as a result of covid happening the it spun up the economy and it was red hot we're having a slowdown the bank really wasn't probably not even they knew something like this could happen but then in october you had the fed hike up the treasury with the percentage the majority of their money that was tied into these bonds were a part of that whole situation. So as a result of it, you had two aspects, in my opinion, of what the government did. The government did a shutdown as a result of COVID, federal or state, whatever it be. Then you had another situation where the Fed hiked up the interest on these treasury bonds and they didn't make any money. So the invisible hand was not allowed to really be a hand in this situation because you had federal oversight. And sometimes as a result of having this federal oversight, you have situations like this. You know, for example, we also look at the federal non-oversight of FTX. Now, FTX was able to create and be make all this money in crypto and invest it. Well, these situations sometimes happen. So how does it happen in this bank? Well, they were over leveraged and they were making careless investments. So you get this whole situation that breaks down into the simple fact that the 16th largest bank 
did not stick to the basic principles of diversifying your investments. So if you are not diversifying these investments, you're going to have this situation. Now, here's what prompts the next question, and I'm going to go ahead and play Are you this. hoping to hear from, from President Biden? Well, I think I know what he's going to say. Um, I, think, I don't think he'll say it in the way I'm suggesting, but what effectively happened over the weekend is that he nationalized the American banking system. It's no longer a risk. It's no longer private in any sense. It is now backstopped by the government, ultimately the taxpayer. So it doesn't matter how bad you are as a bank manager, and a good example is what happened in Silicon Valley Bank. That was a combination of a negligent board of directors and idiot management. That's a very powerful cocktail when put together. And that was Mr. Wonderful. Now this comes down to the simple fact that now you had negligence happening inside the bank. A lot of these investors knew that if they went belly up, the federal government would pick up the slack, and that is a result of what happened. So you had potential, uh, you had its potential aspects in the market. Then you had a board that wasn't doing, and is an independent board, so it's not like a federally diversified bank. And then you had people making shoddy investments inside the bank. So it's a multiple tiers of failure on every single front. And what's even crazier is the fact that they thought the government would take care of them as a result of what happened in 2008. And guess what? The government is not going to take care of them. But what they are going to do is fund the majority of people who had money in there because the payroll people have to get paid. So they're going to print money up and they're going to give it to these people as a result of the negligence of this bank. And it's like, how does this happen? It's like I can if I steal something, I go to jail or I get. But if you create fake investments and or not fake but poor investments with no oversight then what's the situation so more to come on this it's it's a multi-layered issue and it's kind of like there's so much information to unpack on it that it's not just one thing it's a multitude of things and what you're having now is you're having the aspect of contagion which means are right, is this going to happen to other banks and if the other banks are diversified they should be fine um, you know, this is kind of like a really weird situation where a bank seems like they did everything they were not supposed to do and as a result of doing it. But do I think it's this woke agenda? No, I don't think that helps any conversations. It's like when they bring this, you know, this is this basic economy, economic stuff. It has nothing to do with the agendas or what was important, you know, and I think what you're having as a result of it is an is the the market is correcting red hot investments startup all this money and they weren't doing what they needed to do and it's a course correction classic adam smith invisible hand economy economics 101 thank you guys so much for listening on my hot take please send this to everybody like gotta get ads i need your help i need your help i need your help